All right. I, we were expecting you guys to get murdered by the person at the door, but I guess we'll continue. to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies we loved in our youth and see if they're actually still any good. I'm Nick. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. And I'm Ash. I was trying to do a <laughs> scary Halloween voice. Yeah. <laughs> what, was that you being like Casper the Friendly Ghost? Because you kind of nailed it. <laughs> oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> Is he in this movie? That needs an explanation. I, she sounds like a friendly ghost from Casper. <laughs> I'm a friendly ghost. Okay, you just thought, sort of wave your voice. I thought you were going for a Vincent and, Price thing. <laughs> yeah, well, he could be a friendly ghost, probably. <laughs> but that's what Mitch Panpayek sounds like. Welcome back to the show, Mitch. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me on again. You, are you going to do a, a spooky hello? Oh, hello. <laughs> there you go. That's better. That's better. I didn't know we were being spooky. Now I feel like I missed out. We, <laughs> My we voice not. just is spooky on its own. I don't have to do a voice. <laughs> send, send chills down the spine <laughs> of anyone who listens. So you may have heard Mitch on our episode from Comic-Con when we talked about Superman, uh, or you may know him from Geek Elite Radio, the Mitch and Rich show. That's right. Yeah. Geek Elite Radio is actually the podcast network and uh, Mitch and Rich show is one of the shows that's on our network. We have a few shows on there. So it's uh, it's it's one big network that we I, I kind of produce and host a lot of different shows. And you were just at Yumacon? Yeah. Here in my uh, local city, my local hometown, uh, Yumacon, it's Nowhere near the size of San Diego Comic Con, but it, and it's only one day day long. But we have some good guests, and uh, we we uh, it's very intimate, and, and you know you get to talk to creators, comic book creators, and it's, it's pretty cool. And they actually have time to talk to you. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> oh, you mean at those smaller cons, right. you can actually get up there and have a conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And you talk to cosplayers too. Yeah, because uh, I, I, you know, I, I myself, I try and do uh, cosplay and, and crafting every once in a while or whenever I can, and uh, especially when you go to conventions and stuff. But uh, I'd love to talk to them to see how it is they come about with their ideas and what kind of background that they usually don't come from any particular background when they uh, go into cosplay. They just kind of stumble into it from what I've understood, what I've asked a lot of different cosplayers. When we saw you at San Diego, I mean, the time we saw you, you weren't in costume, but were you doing anything that we... J'accuse! <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wasn't, it wasn't anything that weekend, um, I think, because it was, I just knew that I was going to be running around a lot and not really yeah. being in too many, uh, I wasn't going to be on the floor that much, I was going to be more in uh, panels, so it, I didn't do any cosplays. And it's fucking hot at Comic-Con. It's true. Yeah, that's my thing. I've always thought if I was ever going to do cosplay, not at San Diego. Yeah. And if I did, I would be a Viper pilot from Battlestar. Nice. Because it's just a tank top. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the only thing I would consider. Yeah. Like if I ever got into shape, I'd do Namor from Marvel Comics. You know, it's just the Speedo. <laughs> <laughs> I bet the people sitting behind you in the panels love that. Yeah, right? <laughs> Did you see it was, I don't know if it was Kimmel or Colbert, or one of those shows, they were interviewing a bunch of people from Infinity War. And they did the thing where somebody jumps up in the audience, but it's actually an actor that they've hired. And it was Billy Eichner dressed as Namor <laughs> yelling about how he's not in the Avengers movies. <laughs> 
I didn't see that. Good. Speaking of the Avengers, I finally got to see uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. And I think it's one of my favorite Marvel movies to date. Interesting. Whoa. Wow. wow. It was like, I liked it because it was super fun. Like, there was no, like, stupid melodrama. It was just like, nah, I turn into an ant, dude, and I'm kind of silly. Isn't it cool? <laughs> Did like, you see Thor yeah. Ragnarok? Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, how dare you put that in Thor Ragnarok. I, I love haven't even Thor seen Ragnarok. Ant-Man and the Wasp, and I can tell you it's not as good as Thor Ragnarok. But they're, I think it's, they're in the same like yeah. category of right, the, Mar- yeah. the Marvel subcategories. Like they're, they were both really fun. Yeah, it kind of it felt like a like your usual like rom com type movie that just happened to have a superhero in it. Whereas like <laughs> Ragnarok very much feels like superhero movie. Hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's why I liked it. Did you guys okay. see the the new Chris Hemsworth movie that's out? That's not at all a Marvel movie. No, no. what's he got? Bad, time, uh, bad, bad times at the El Royale. Oh, oh, oh yeah, but I, I definitely want to see that. Right? I did. I went and saw that uh, this past Saturday. I thought it was amazing. Uh, I, yes. I love Drew Goddard as a writer director, so uh, I thought oh, that was great. Yeah, I saw your Facebook. Yeah, post. Cabin in the Woods was a freaking masterpiece. Yes, so I love I'm on Cabin board in the Woods. with anything he wants to do. <laughs> that was a wild movie, guys. <laughs> El Royale. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I saw Mitch's post and I was like. Brett, we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> the movie starts in like forty-five minutes. You want to go? And he's like, "Sure." <laughs> yeah, definitely on my list. So I guess we want to talk about a spooky movie for Halloween times. So, what better Halloween type movie than Halloween? <laughs> this was on a poll, and it sounds like maybe Brett didn't vote for it. I did. What? Yeah, did he, you? Yeah. Okay. This is what else was on the poll. Uh, Carrie, Night of the Living Dead, and Sleepy Hollow, which, surprisingly, Sam, Sleepy Hollow came in second. Damn it! I know! We were <laughs> so I close. Have, uh, I was actually... Not really, but... Night of the Living Dead is, like... I know that was, like, earlier, but I really... I think I'd rather watch uh, Dawn of the Dead, the George Romero. They're both like, good. Yeah. I I mean, Night, I think Night of the Living Dead is a good movie, personally. I actually, I actually haven't seen it. <gasps> wow. Jacques. Well, I, I, I admit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's kind of shocking. It feels like night and dawn so much time had passed. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, watching Night of the Living Dead, you feel like it's the 30s. Yeah. You know, and then Dawn of the Dead feels like the 80s, but I guess it was like a difference of the 60s and the 70s. Hmm. But they feel so far separated. How could they possibly have been made yeah. by the same people? Well, the black and white, too, doesn't help that feeling. Yeah. You the, know, also, the cabin in the woods in the, in, the, in the mall, does that kind of also help separate the time for you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if Night of the Living Dead, they intentionally had them dressed like they were in the 50s or... Yeah, is it supposed... Know. I think it's supposed to be a period piece, isn't it supposed to be... Oh, Maybe. The, Which reminds right. me, growing up, I always thought that Happy Days was made in the 50s. And somebody had to explain to me, no, this show is made in the 70s. It's oh, set in the yeah. 50s. You are now living in the 80s. You know, like forming my concept of of a timeline as Wait, a child. Is Happy Days the one with the fawns? Exactly. Yes. Wait, that's not from the 50s? No. <laughs> the setting is the 50s, but it was what? made in the 70s. <laughs> 
Really? What? You just learned what I learned at age eight. I I was wondering why he looked so good for being so old. Yeah, and also Ron Howard. Yeah, but Ron Howard doesn't look so good for being old, let's be honest. Wait, the Fonz is Ron Howard? No, no. No, okay. I was like, Ron no. Howard was also in Happy Days. Oh, okay. I he's, don't... he's the kid in Happy Days, the little kid. Oh. So when when I was growing up in the 80s, it seemed, and I don't know how old you are, Mitch. I don't know if you had this experience, but it seemed to me like you're an Elvis person or a Beatles person. And when I was growing up, you were into Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th or Halloween. So uh, I don't know if anybody else ever experienced that or if that's just something in my mind. No, I think I would agree because I was a I was a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street kid. So I, that's me. And I'm 36. So uh, I, I, Halloween wasn't a thing that I saw until probably six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Or I, I guess longer when the Rob Zombie movie came out, the Rob Zombie remake came out. That's probably the first time I watched the original. So I missed that. Rob Zombie did a remake. Wow. I didn't even hear about uh, what? that. What? Oh yeah, yeah, like <laughs> 2008, somewhere around wow. there. He makes some weird ass movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <he did. laughs> I so Luna and I went to Halloween Horror Nights at, at Universal, where they've you know got all the mazes you know based off of different movies. And there were a few of them where she hadn't seen the movie, and I was, you know, I enjoy explaining what the movies are about. And she asked me, okay, what's Halloween about? And I start telling her, it's like, well, it's this summer camp, and one year one of the counselors died. And then years later, there were a bunch of kids at the summer camp. Well, wait, I don't know anything, and I kind of don't want to know anything. Well, the point is, we went through the maze, and that maze had absolutely nothing to do with the summer camp. (laughs) Oh, and then it turns out I was a big fat dumbass. I explained to her everything about Friday the Thirteenth, <laughs> and realized that I knew nothing about Halloween. That's funny. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited to see this because <laughs> apparently I completely missed it. Like so, I knew like the main antagonist in this that has seeped into culture, but yeah, I was. It's Michael Myers, right? Right, right. This so, is the Michael Myers one. Yeah, okay. it's just the I didn't want to say because you just said that you, well, <laughs> you wanted did, to limit. I did know that, and I okay. did watch the trailer just so I could pick out the correct emoji for the. <laughs> oh, this is fun! I don't think any of us has any clue about the no, movie. About I, I, <laughs> I mean, I think Mitch knows quite a bit. He's he's seen it way more recently. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not one of my favorite movies uh i've just never really been a horror movie kind of person but so i don't have it like lodged in my memory but it does sound like i've seen it the most recent (laughs) yeah i haven't seen it since i was a teenager okay so there are others of us because i've never seen it brett you've seen it never seen it interesting this could be good me and ash used to watch horror movies yeah wait is this one that you forced me to watch and i've just blacked out oh okay no Well, so I'm kind of curious about that. You guys being younger than me, I'm guessing that 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 thing of, you know, either you're into Friday the 13th or Halloween or Nightmare is not a thing for you guys. No, there was Scream when we were growing up, I guess. But there wasn't there wasn't like a like a battling fandoms. Well, there was Scream. And then I know what you did last summer, right? They kind of I don't think it was ever like clubs or you have to be this or that. It just kind of seemed like. If you were into this one, you were kind of just not interested in the other. No, this, I think, uh, I just had, uh, 
the local video store by my house, and they just it, by the time I was interested in that, they were all like there's a dozen dozen of them of the classics all yeah. lined up all in a row and it's just like this is this is what you watch if you want to watch a scary thing I, i'm pretty sure what happened was i told brett i don't like scary movies and he said we will now watch multiple <laughs> all the over scary and movies. over again yeah hey, he did that to me too yeah <laughs> scary movies are awesome oh yeah. i hate them i mean scary <laughs> movies can be really really bad but good scary movies are like yeah well, when we got into like, the really like, great. we got into like the eighties, like flesh eating mothers and carnosaur shit. That was pretty <laughs> great because it was bad. <laughs> or Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. No, yeah. that is not. I don't horror. think we saw that one. That's a comedy. Return of the Cat Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. That's an amazing movie right there. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. want to watch the Cube. Oh, I love that movie. Is that really a scary like a Halloween movie though? It's yeah. not a Halloween movie. I mean, if if it's got like a a scary monster killing people, I think it falls into the Halloween category. What's scarier than a box? What kills you? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a different slant. Like, still scary, but not Halloweeny. Yeah. But I'm not going to fault you, man. Like what you like. You can't dress up as the cube. <laughs> oh my god! What if you did though? You could have like a an arm like sticking out of one, like different body parts uh. being murdered different ways this room is blue <laughs> if i was gonna dress up as a cube it would be the companion cube from Portal. yes oh that's a good oh cube. my god and then luna could be the the girl Shell. yeah anyway uh, halloween is confusing to me because of the sequels and that's i think that's another thing about friday the 13th and nightmare like these were the movies that had a shitload of sequels i had no idea until I heard that the fourth one was coming out, that there were even multiple. I'm just but saying. But that's what you just said is the confusing part. Really? Because I believe the fifth one is coming out. Oh, shit. At Universal Studios, when they do the Horror Night thing, the maze they have this year is for Halloween 4. Uh-huh. Which was made in, what, like in the 90s. Oh. Wait, how but many of these things are this movie that's there? coming out is simply called Halloween. It's the fifth movie. Okay. It's coming oh. out this year, and they did not build a maze based on that one. So I don't huh. think that's I don't think that's exactly right. So Ooh. okay, correct me because this shit is confusing. <laughs> no, 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 oh, shit, because there's already a Halloween Five from 1989. <laughs> yeah. I'm say I think there's a lot of Halloween movies. Guys. Oh my god! And there's then, also H2O, and I don't know where that falls in. That's H2O. after Five, two, three, four, five, six, and seven, then eight, Resurrection and then comes after H2O, and then you have the Rob Zombie movies that came out, and now they're doing a remake of Part Two because this new one that's coming out on. on Today, the one that you're dropping when you're dropping this, it is going to be a sequel to the first movie. So everything after the first movie is now erased. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. Okay. But she's like in the other movies too, right? Well, she's, she's in two. Yeah, she's oh. in two, and then she's in H2O, and then she's in Resurrection. Because that's so, so. This is why I think Halloween had the harder time and became the lesser known of the three, the big three horror movies of the '80s. Uh, between Freddy, Jason, and, and Michael Myers is because the third movie has nothing to do with Michael Myers. They they totally jump, they jump the shark. They go to a different type of thing, and they just kind of use the name Halloween as a franchise name for different horror movies. Mm. But then the fourth movie, they go back to Michael Myers, and the 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 movie just the story just kind of gets more convoluted and and stuff. Hmm. I always felt bad for Michael Myers, the actor. <laughs> 
<laughs> Although it made for a great gag in Baby Driver. Yes. <laughs> yes, it did. That's Mike true. Myers. You know, I think you're you're totally right, Mitch. But remember, Nightmare almost fell into the same trap because Nightmare on Elm Street 2 didn't have anything to do with dreams. It was about Freddy trying to take over this guy's body and control him in the real world. You're right. You're right. And, and then they Nightmare on that. Elm Street 5, he, like, starts a band in the 80s or something. I don't know. Well, I don't think you're exactly correct, but if you're talking about how off-the-wall Nightmare on Elm Street oh, movies no. got, they got pretty ridiculous. I yeah. mean, let's be honest. They started ridiculous. It's well, pretty ridiculous. I think it's it's a very imaginative concept, and people took it way too goofy. Well, I think the. So, the sixth one, Nightmare on Elm Street 6, which was a new nightmare, which I became meta because it was, it was the real world. And, like, he was coming into the real world from the movie. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Like, Wes Craven was a character in the movie. Right, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that one was good. I I love the original, of course. Yes. In, in these Halloween movies... Um, does it matter who's playing Michael Myers? Is it like is it like the the Nightmare movies where Robert England is the same dude for many 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 years? So up I, in, up until they did the the Rob Zombie re- remake, it was always this one gentleman they called the body. I can I can't remember what his name is. Uh, when Jesse the Body Ventura, <laughs> yeah, it was Jesse the the governor. He came out of Minnesota, did the movie. No, uh, or I'm I'm sorry, not the body, the shape. That's what they called him. Okay. And uh, when when uh, Rob Zombie made the movie, he used Tyler Maine. I don't know if you remember from the X-Men movies. He played Sabretooth the, in the first oh. X-Men movie. Uh, but they got the same gentleman to come back and do it for this new movie that's coming out this year. Mm. But isn't he in his 60s or something? Yeah. So they have two people playing the parts. So they have him to be oh, the wow. shape, and then they also have an actual younger gentleman to play the more physical parts. So it's a Chewbacca situation. Yes. What's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, what's more scary to the millennial audience than uh, old people? <laughs> He just takes off the mask and he's like this old man. (laughs) Oh my god! And then it's like that face melting part in like uh, Raiders. 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 (laughs) Well, did you see that really awful horror movie called Skeleton Key? It like takes place in somewhere in like the creepy South, and that's literally what the story turns out to be. Sorry, spoilers. But it's like the whole time you're like, what's going on? It's so scary. It's so scary. And then you find out like, it's the old lady. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Great. Is that uh, Kate Hudson in that film? Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's all wow. about voodoo. Yeah. Hoodoo? Wow. You <laughs> <No>. do. <laughs> babe. What, babe? Nope. That's on that I one. I saw my baby. <laughs> I was listening to... Uh, I was listening to... Google Play music and that song just came up randomly yes. and it totally made my day. And it was yes. like in the middle of summer. It made no sense, but I rocked it the whole time. <laughs> and I thought of you, Ash, because you know all of the lyrics. Oh, I do. I was there for that. And you, it was like you were rocking out and then just like that song did not belong on this playlist at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And next, the shins. <laughs> what? <laughs> So our writer, director, producer, composer, 
is John Carpenter. Wow. Holy shit. Yon. He's doing a real uh, Robert Rodriguez here. So this was his third film. Um, I don't think anybody really paid attention to Dark Star in 74, but he did the original Assault on Precinct 13 in 76, and then this in 1978. Wow. And he did, over the course of... The the 10 years of the 1980s, he did eight movies, almost one a year for the entire decade. Wow. Wow. Jeez. And a, a lot of movies that we love, like The Thing, Starman, Big Trouble in Little China, yes. Escape from New York. Wow. Just really great movies. This guy was very prolific and did some awesome stuff in the 80s and basically ran the whole show for, for most of them. I know some other fun facts about this movie. That okay. Because I, I randomly in my news feed, there was a thing, a, a little fun facts thing about this. So uh, the, the, their budget was super low. Uh, they shot the whole movie in 22 days. Wow. And then wow. edited it in three. What? Oh. <laughs> wow. And this is the editing <laughs> film in 1978. Uh-huh. That's ridiculous. That can't be real. I mean, it can't be true. They think must this have... wasn't supposed to be a thing. This was this was like uh uh you know, a quick uh, they were supposed to sell the movie and and get their money back by selling the rights to the movie, but instead they had to release it themselves and then it blew up and made like over 100 million dollars or something. Wow. I just spent three days <laughs> editing a short that's like three minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Do you think they shot it all linearly? It made it easier to edit? Oh my god, yeah. Just <laughs> they just had the camera connected yeah. to the flatbed. Oh, just ran it right on through. <laughs> that's that's a solid theory. Solid theory. Yeah. There you go. What about the mask? Do you do you know that that, that piece of trivia? I don't. Tell me about it. So uh, the the mask when they went to go when they sent the prop guy out to go to a costume shop to buy the mask he bought uh, the scariest thing he could see and it was a uh, uh, William Shatner mask and <laughs> from, from uh, you know from the original Star Trek so when they got it back they flipped it inside out painted it white and that's the that's the Halloween mask. Oh my oh god, my it's god. Shatner? Yeah. It's the shot. <laughs> wow, you've just ruined this movie. <laughs> I won't be able to see anything else. Oh, you just made it so much better. Can we, like, dub in William Shatner lines now to this movie? Uh, well, I don't know that he talks. Exactly. It's perfect. You just add the dialogue in. Oh. <laughs> yeah, from behind the mask. And so it should become as oh no surprise, God. but there's not a ton of actors that you'll recognize in this movie. I think it basically basically boils down to Donald Pleasance and the the world's introduction to Jamie Lee Curtis. This would have been her first. This film. is her introduction. Yeah, like she done wow. some TV. After this, she did Prom Night, Terror Train, The Fog, Halloween Two. I think when you talk about that concept of the Scream Queen. I think this is like the the archetype for that. Yes, yeah, she definitely set that up. She she's the the original screen queen. I would say. I mean, she's she was part of all those movies. So and I don't think it was like she didn't do a comedy until Trading Places. I don't think, right? I think you're right. I was just looking what? this up, and wow. she really kind of broke out of the mold from Trading Places, then Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, yeah, but that was most of her. Well, I wouldn't say most of her 80s because I guess Trading Places was pretty early. 
but her first few years, that's that was her identity in the world. And now you... she's doing Halloween again. Yeah. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. I I see that I, I I'm I actually want to see this movie in theaters, but I, I, everybody's running the same headline. Like I've seen it everywhere. Uh, a Halloween movie for the Me Too generation. <laughs> and oh no, <laughs> it's the okay. most ridiculous thing. Like. Is, are they just saying that women should go around and kill everyone who's attacking? I mean, maybe, but. Well, I, maybe they're <laughs> making the point that she, like, defends herself. Because doesn't she, like, defend herself in the movie? I'm pretty sure most of the horror movies end with the bad guy being slain. So, yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm enjoying, Brett, that you kind of just, like, convinced yourself that, yeah, that is what the movie is and that's cool. <laughs> It seems like you started with disgust and finished with like, all right. I just the tagline is like a horror movie for me too, and it just it just rings ridiculous in my ears. But uh, but it makes sense. I would be interested to see if maybe that's accurate. Like, could I, there be something in the movie that makes that true, or is well, it just vapid headlines? That's what I'm saying. Is like, doesn't she like? I mean, I don't know much about the movie, but I get the vibe that she, like, instead of running and hiding, she decides to go after Michael Myers. And, like, she's proactive instead of, like, running and hiding. She's like, I'm sick. Yeah, but the Me Too movement is not about people killing people. You know, it's about a very specific thing. And you could make a horror movie out of that. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? I'm just saying the idea of a woman standing up to a man who is an abuser could be the thing that they're trying to parallel there. But the fact that if she murders him doesn't really <laughs> ring super true, but I'm just saying I could see that being what they're trying to say. Yeah. It also seems like a, just like a corporation trying to co-op a, a something yeah. very political <laughs> How or somebody this? trying to put something in a headline that gets clicks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know in the trailer for the new movie, every time I see it, I, I get the very much a uh, Sarah Connor from Terminator 2 feel from her. Like she's, mm. you know, worked out and she's weapons trained and stuff like that. And she's ready to go after Michael kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it kind of looked like that. I, I mean, I'm ready for it. I want to see it. I, I think that might be an awesome, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about a flip on this genre because, like, this genre kind of has its things. But, like. You know the the, uh, the fictionalizing of like uh, a bunch of investors go and hunt down Bernie Bernie Madoff and beat him to death. Like it would be hilarious. Like this as a genre, I want I want to see it. But that's not me too. That that would be the uh, Occupy Wall Street horror movie. <laughs> Just like any anyone who's ever wronged anyone, and then there's a mob that goes and kills. Well, that's kind of like the Purge, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> it exists. They beat me. To, did you see the new one? I liked the new one. I didn't watch the new one or the series or the TV series yet. I haven't seen I, this show. I haven't either. I just watched the first movie for the first time, and it was okay. That's kind of interesting. Really kind of interested in seeing more. I like the it second one. It was not like super great, but it's like okay. I'm not. I'm not mad. I watched this. Yeah, I like the second one the most because I thought it was. It was it's it's very much a, a Punisher movie. <laughs> Yeah, and the new one is has a lot of really interesting, like, political commentary in it, which I wasn't expecting. But, like, not just the obvious 
uh, you know, they're telling us mm-hmm. to kill each other and we shouldn't probably do that. But uh, I, you got to watch it. There's a lot of really yeah. interesting imagery. Well, they had a maze at Horror Nights this year for it. And it I definitely did. had a political vibe going on. Yeah. And I feel like as stupid as a basic concept as it is, underneath that is the opportunity for that commentary on society. There's some potential in that idea for sure, w- without giving it credit and suggesting it's an intelligent idea. <laughs> but there's some potential there. So what are we expecting from this? Brett, you've seen it as a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Review done. <laughs> Right. I, yeah, I've seen it a while ago, and uh, the the one thing, and I'm pretty sure I'm right, but I I just I always get the theme songs mixed up, and I think I know where this is. The, this is the one that everyone should know, the theme song. I'm pretty sure. I don't I don't know if I know it. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Is that that one? I think it's that one, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it's either that or Friday the 13th. Would you place a bet on that, sir? No, no, we're we're never (laughs) betting again on anything. No, thank you. (laughs) You guys are not fun. (laughs) But, uh, no, I think this is going to be dope. I uh, I, I remember uh, Jamie Lee Curtis being awesome, uh, but I might be mixing it up with other Jamie Lee Curtis horror movies, or I saw Halloween H2O, and... Uh, I might be mixing it up with that, but I remember it was pretty cool. I can't, I can't believe that's the name of a movie. <laughs> I just, it sounds like something the McElroys would come up with. It's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Halloween water. Uh, yeah. You know. It's like it, the water you buy at Universal Horror Nights when they're like, they should, they should do that. If you're listening, <laughs> Universal. So... I'm I'm kind of excited to watch this. I I was more excited. I think Mitch might have ruined something for me. Oh, oh no. I, Damn I it, just, Mitch. having never seen any Rocky movie, I just watched all of them and enjoyed the hell out of that process. Like, over the course of a week and a half, going through that journey. And by the time I got to Creed, I was crying in that movie. Um and I was kind of like, okay, now I'm going to buckle in for Halloween. I'm going to watch all the Halloween movies. But you have just woken me up to the idea that that's probably a miserable slog. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying the third movie takes a real far tangent, and then you should come. It'll come back, and then you know you'll have a you'll have a lot to watch. I, you have more than what you got in the Rocky series, so. So I guess I kind of have to ratchet down to just like basing my expectations on this one movie. And so I'm expecting a very gritty, low budget, um, hopefully one of those examples of raw genius. Um, You know, a young John Carpenter with $50 in his pocket (laughs) sounds like an interesting thing. So that's what I'm hoping for. And I hope it's good. Um, Ash, what are you expecting? I don't know a lot of I don't well I didn't know really anything except that it was the Michael Myers guy. I didn't realize this was John Carpenter to be honest until oh. we started talking about it. Um so that makes me excited because before that the little I saw the trailer I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> uh I definitely don't think visually this is going to hold up. I will throw that out there. Uh, it looked super dated, but, um, 
But I'm excited that it's John Carpenter, so I'm like kind of on the fence of whether or not I should be excited or... I don't know. I've never seen it. I'm interested. Well, based on what you know of something like Evil Dead, Mm -hmm. does that give you more or less confidence than, you know, a genius director with 50 bucks in his pocket making a scary movie? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. We will see. I'm not... I will say I'm not a fan of the slasher genre. Mm. Like I, I like horror films, but slashers, I think because the idea of some like dude coming after me with a knife is too real. It's like, <laughs> fuck, that could really happen. So I find like, like, a uh, what's the one oh, with the guy and he's like a serial killer, but he just kills women. American Psycho, right? Mm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. That, That's that sounds right. Scariest yep. fucking movie in the world, in my opinion. That is that is hands down scary. Because that could happen to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's horrifying. So anyway, not so a fan this of that. Is, this is the horror movie for the Me Too generation. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Maybe that's why. So, Sam, you love being scared. What are you expecting? Uh, okay. I think what I have to say is more about what I hope it's not. And I know I'm going to be... not about aliens. Think, well, good. <laughs> well, Nick, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> so make promises you can't keep. I, I really don't do well with gore. Um, That's why I don't like slasher movies, too. Yeah, and uh, I hope it's not gore porn or torture porn. I'm going to have a rough time if it is. So uh, there's that. Like, <sighs> I actually don't know, but I think like the 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 extended run this movie had in theaters worldwide would say that it's probably not gore porn like some horror movies are. <laughs> okay, I mean the I, they had what did you say thirty thousand dollar budget? Just you know, set those expectations low for the visual effects. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's true. You know, I I think I think you'll probably be okay. I don't, but right. that's the thing is like when you set your expect when you have a low budget instead of getting really high quality fake stuff you just stuff stuff with real meat you know <laughs> like it's gonna be real Ew. gore Brett that's not what I do I've never you stuff buy a, you buy a, you could buy a steak for five bucks and you got real meat parts laying all over <laughs> or I mean if you want to make a really scary movie it costs very little to just kill an actual homeless person and that would be very dark. scary dark that <laughs> would be very scary but I, there's a I really want to see Brett and Ash's parody of a horror film where like stakes just fall out of people <laughs> when they get killed <laughs> Like, just, yes. just, just, they start fucking like, rabbi just slaps on the floor. Can we just, oh, let's just redo famous horror scenes, but with meat. <laughs> oh, God. I, I do not want to set dress for this shoot. Please Aww. and no thank you. Unless I can do it while the meat's not there and then. Oh, yeah. I forgot okay. you're like a vegetarian. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Did I tell you guys I had uh, Salt and Straw's Blood Ice Cream, their, their seasonal Excuse flavor? Excuse me. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's 30% pig's blood. Oh. Uh, and it's just this gross, like, dark red, 
just thick, unpleasant experience. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, no, I but would like, not. you gave me so much shit for stuff that I made you drink and let's drink. Not one of them ever had real animal product in Yo, it like that. Literal pig's blood was better than most of the drinks you made. <laughs> wow. Tell them about the other one that you ate. The other one was pretty good. It was uh, 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 mealworms candied like... Uh, uh, Are you fucking uh, kidding me? <laughs> no. You're going to tell me that that's better? Peanut brittle? It, uh. Yeah. So they can't, and then they crunched them up in a little tiny bit. So it's like, you're eating bugs. Ooh, it's spooky. But it's just peanut brittle with uh, some bugs in it. You ate the other one, too, that was bone marrow. Okay, well, yeah. bone marrow is delicious. I will. <laughs> You're drawing weird lines, Ash. <laughs> Look, it's really, it's it's the meat butter. That's all I can say. You could, you could crack open the bones and slurp out the goop in there, but any of that stuff around the bones, all that blood, oh. Did Jimmy Stewart just walk in? I'm not eating bugs. All right, I want to hear what Mitch is expecting from Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm done then. Or, sorry, Sam. <laughs> Just took sorry, that away sorry, there. Sorry. What, 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 <laughs> what were you assholes. thinking, Sam? Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if I have anything else to say. I just wanted to be a dick and call you guys out. Well, thank uh, you. That's why, that's why we're married. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know much about this movie. I hope it's not too torture porn. And uh, I hope it's more on the cheesy side than the actually scary side. So. Okay. Take it away, Mitch. Um, I would say that, uh, I, I mean, like I said, I, re- I, I guess within the last decade watched it. Um, I think I'm going to be looking more for how the suspense is built in, in this movie as compared to other horror movies. Kind of more of the thing that I, I, I always enjoy. Kind of like being on the edge of your seat. That's yeah. very scholarly insight. <laughs> mm-hmm. or, well, again, you thinking 30... just in general, or is there something specific about this movie that you're that you think makes it unique? You know, I, that's, I think that was the thing about Halloween for me is, is that it didn't have anything that made it unique. Cause it was, I, I remember, I know when I first saw it, obviously 10 years ago, I, I'd already lived through all the Jason movies and stuff. So the, the slow killer coming after you with the mask on was a old hat mm-hmm. by that point. So mm-hmm. I don't remember anything really sticking out to me about the Halloween movie as opposed to other slasher films. But was Halloween the first one to do that? I don't know. I That's don't know which one question. came out first, Friday the 13th or Halloween. Yeah, it was definitely before Nightmare. Yeah. I think this was first. Yeah. Friday the 13th was two years later. So they wow. invented that. But that's something to be said when, like, you've seen the thing so many times. Like, that was the problem I had with the holding of the boom box and say anything. I was like, I've seen that so many times that it took the power away from if I had seen it as the original, the first time, I think. Yeah. And I think you've got to try to watch this movie with as fresh a perspective as possible. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So we're going to pause recording. We're going to watch. God, I almost said Friday the 13th. I almost said Nightmare on Elm Street. We're going to watch Halloween. <laughs> Nick's going to watch a different movie and <laughs> and try to watch the one from 1978 and then we'll uh, get back on the mic and see what we think. No more wire hangers.
It is so hard to be in sync with you guys through Skype. Yeah, with the lag and the call, that was tremendous. Yeah. Uh, Brett, please, for the love of God, cut out my attempt at that. So I guess we should address the elephant in the room that this movie took a lot from Burn After Eating. What? There was a long time when nothing happened, and then it eventually built up to a really great last five minutes. And also somebody was hiding in a closet. Interesting. Yeah, I kept thinking how, like, it's interesting to see the progression of slasher films now, because it's like, back then, it's like, okay four people three or four people all you know die or whatever but it's like now it's like you got to be killing somebody every 10 minutes (laughs) you know (laughs) but but what it did is exactly what mitch was looking for like it built so much suspense yeah like no i liked it i'm just saying like if you compare them yeah nowadays it's interesting how they've evolved yeah and i think having that perspective and having that expectation made it so much more suspenseful like i was like just 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 kill her already come on please stop keep me hanging just kill her please I know, every time the camera panned i was like he's gonna be there oh he's not there yes. <laughs> well you know I, I was thinking about you know it uh, for me a lot of this fell flat and i'm thinking <gasps> why why is wow that, that is surprising and, i thought and it was this fantastic is, this is one of, if not the first movie of its kind, and I feel like if you have an idea for a movie, okay, I have a, I have a horror movie in mind. There's a crazy guy, and he stabs and kills people. The follow-up is like, okay, but what does he do? You know, does he does he set traps? Does he capture them in a room? And it, no, no, he's he's crazy, and he stabs people. Yeah, but what's the hook, right? In 1978, the hook of this guy broke out of a mental hospital and is stabbing people is horrifying. Yeah. And now we expect so much more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You almost expect something like supernatural or whatever. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, this did have a little bit of kind of a supernatural button. Like, he got shot how many times and was gone? Like, well, (laughs) my perspective on that was... Wait, why is this ending? You know, it's just yeah. suddenly the the music starts swelling as if the movie's over, but the movie's not over. Yeah. Right? He just fell out the window and now he's going around the back to go in the back door. And so we need to go downstairs. <laughs> we need to catch him. Like, it's just the next scene is supposed to happen. Well, Halloween is over. He's only evil on Halloween. <laughs> he only has his <laughs> mythical superpowers on Halloween. I guess. Well, like the story that Lori sets up with the uh, Tommy is that the boogeyman only comes out during Halloween. So I, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess that's kind of what it's supposed to be going for. I guess I could have dug that if we'd seen like, oh, now it's midnight. Now it's another day. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, think, I think the idea was just to have like a times. suspenseful ending. Like, oh, the killer got away. But I I didn't yeah. feel like, oh, he's going up the stairs, but I did feel like, oh, he's still on the loose and this doctor let him go again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This doctor sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I feel like Mike Myers might not have been a psycho murderer if he had a different doctor. Well, I mean, he killed <laughs> yes. as a child. Yeah, but kids say the darndest things. Like, oh, you know? My no, my, no. no. <laughs> Brett. <laughs> and the 
it's it's literally like a, the, our criminal justice system is based on the fact that kids do different shit than adults. Like, <laughs> like absolutely. Like, okay, he killed somebody when he was six, so you you take him to this institution where you you rehabilitate him. Yeah, I think don't. we're supposed to, from the beginning, assume, oh, he killed somebody, therefore he's evil incarnate. Well, no, the doctor says that he and, tried to work with him. And, and that's flags, when man. I finally started getting on board with the story. You're right. Yeah. But I think earlier in the movie, we were supposed to be afraid of him for no particular reason. And then eventually he did get around to giving us a little bit more of a reason. I mean, if mm. I ever if I ever have a doctor that's just like, I could see the evil in his eyes, the devil incarnate, I'd be like, you should have your fucking license revoked. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad doctor. Like, that kid, he's six years old. There is, you don't see the evil in his eyes. Yeah. But he was. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a great, creepy concept, like... You know, I wish I could watch that movie not knowing that it was a child and, and that reveal. Oh, I did. Tremendous. I didn't oh. know. And like in the beginning, you know, she's like, Mikey. And I'm like, how does she know his name? And Brett's like, didn't you see the little kid hand? And I was like, it's a little kid. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the interesting part was that was spoiled for me because of people tweeting a gif of the little kid being demasked on Twitter. Oh, and unfortunate. But, but here's the thing is it was a weird reverse of my expectations because I knew it was a little kid. So I assumed that they were trying to convince us that he was going to murder her. But I assumed he was just going to like pull a prank on his older sister to like set the tone. You know, like we've seen that before oh, in horror yeah. films where it's oh, like, yeah. surprise, like I'm not really a murderer. I'm just your kid brother. Like, and yeah. then when he actually murdered her, I was like, what the fuck? I think that's what I was like really into about this movie is the earnestness with which they they did every single scene. Like there was none of that like meta. Oh, you've seen this before. Let me subvert your expectations. And like that in itself flipped the whole thing for me. And like mm. I wasn't expecting anything that happened mm-hmm. yeah, yeah this is the movie that they would be subverting right yeah these are the expectations that you're supposed to expectate <laughs> did it bother anybody else the way this scene in the beginning begins they're on the couch they're making out and he says let's go upstairs <laughs> Yeah. Right? And then the time it takes the kid to walk around <laughs> yeah. to the back door, walk upstairs, like, he's like, girl. All right, I'm heading out. I'll see you later. Yeah. yeah. I told Brad, what did I was they like, do? <laughs> like, I told Brad, I'm like, well, he didn't last very long. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was. So is, is this the movie that, like, set up the rules that, like, if you're going to have sex in a horror film, you're going to die? Because uh, it, it, consistently, so. everyone who was murdered was either having sex or going to go have sex. So I really want to talk about that. You know, there's a knee-jerk reaction that says, ha, 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 she died because she took her top off. Or you could say, oh, that's a creepy director. He just wanted to have topless girls. But am I reading more into it? Am I making up too much headcanon, this idea that this six-year-old child had a traumatic reaction to 
That's what I was seeing people sexually active. That's what I was saying to Brett. Yeah, I was like, so what? People having sex makes them want to kill? Like, yeah, Michael Myers is basically just like fucking alt right Twitter. Like these fucking women walking around (laughs) using their bodies. Hey, he murdered the guy. You're six years old, and you you're not quite screwed on straight, and you see this guy doing things to your sister, or you see your sister willingly doing these things, like. I wish they played that up because I feel like I'm making it up. No, I mean, I, I feel felt kind of the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel Uh like there's so many layers to that. Like there's the like earnest in the movie layer where like the, you know, the kid is experiencing these things and the trauma can be explained. But then there's like the meta layer where there's like, and a, a team of adults writing this thing where mm-hmm. like the, the pre- their premise is sex it causes the murder and like that i feel like is way more societally ingrained you know uh, as far like that's that's the thing that's that's maybe problematic about the movie if anything is that yeah the the the, the trope is just you know I made the alt-right Twitter joke, but, like, it's kind of there, but, like, in the minds of the writers. But isn't there also this, just from an audience perspective, this, or or maybe me being, like, a 12-year-old at a certain point watching these movies, like, these are the two things that you are not allowed to see, you know, Mm -hmm. horrifying stuff and naked girls. You know, these are the things that your parents say you're not allowed to watch. And it's natural to have them both together in this one product that if I get to see it, it's super exciting. Is that some, like, weird Pavlovian, like, (laughs) thing that he accidentally conditioned himself to? He was, like, getting Randy, watching his sister get it on, and then there was horror stuff. So then it cross-contaminated. Oh, I thought you were talking about John Carpenter for a second. No, no, no. really confused. Sorry, I'm talking about the murderous child. I would also say that it has to, I would think that it would have to do something with the fact that, you know, it's Halloween night and his older sister, who's supposed to be babysitting, isn't watching him, isn't paying attention to him. So it's more of a, like, hey, you're not, you you know, this is supposed to be about me, but you're not paying attention to me. I mean, it goes on with the, in the present day when he ends up killing only other babysitters that aren't aren't Mm -hmm. paying attention to their kids. Well, Lori is, is paying attention to the kids, but, you know. But he doesn't try to murder her until she abandons the kids. That's true, too. I mean, or she catches him. So he's not the alt right. He's the alt left, Brett. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's like he's a uh, helicopter. Yeah, helicopter helicopter murderer. Uh, What? What's helicopter murderer? Like a helicopter parent, but a murderer. Uh. What? You never heard that? The no. parents that go and like there there was that trend of oh what was the new one? Lawnmower parents. I like that one. Uh but the, it's the trend of parents that like uh you you've heard these stories like uh th- excuse me professor at at the college my son is failing your class and I need to talk to you about that. Like yeah, and, the, oh. the, the parents that just are always hovering above their kids. Yeah, oh. and it, it's like they they always know what's on their devices. They're always controlling everything, not letting their mm. kids make a lot of decisions for themselves. They never have unsupervised time. Like always have to be within eyesight. So, so that's Michael murder. Myers. He's he's a helicopter parent, is what you're saying? Yeah, he, he's the <laughs> Avenger of non helicopter babysitters. Yeah. 
I mean, really, wow. he was doing them a favor, killing those bad babysitters. Yeah, he's basically just like an oversight committee, really. <laughs> He didn't, I mean, he didn't go for the kids. Like, he immediately, like, he could have gone right and gotten the kids, but he went (laughs) left. He swoped left, swiped left. (laughs) And this transcended killing babysitters. He's, like, killing people who have basically broken and entering into strangers' houses. Like, Mm -hmm. they're up in somebody's bed having sex. Yeah. It's not even their friend's house. It's neither of their houses. No. Is Monsters. this what happens when you leave your children but with babysitters? That's what <laughs> I was telling off Brett. Off the chain. I was like, I never did any of this shit. I was I like, I knew these people. And oh God! Were, really? All of them were fucking horrible in high school. There, there's that one guy I knew that got like, uh, his family was like on vacation in Europe or something, and he is like living with like ten or fifteen friends, drinking their grandparents' uh, entire wine cellar empty uh, at their grandparents' house for like several weeks uh, before they got busted. It was stupid. Like this, this shit totally happened, and everyone deserved to be murdered by fucking Michael Myers. Well, I'll tell you why I really think those two deserve to be murdered. And I had to go back and watch it. And this is what he said. Okay. Okay. I think you're going to say, I, I, I hope yeah. you're saying what I think you're going to say. First, I rip your clothes off. Yes. Then you rip my clothes off. Then we rip Lindsay's clothes off. Ooh. Lindsay was the child. Yeah. Right? Ew, and she says, totally. <laughs> what yeah. was that? Yeah, okay, because I, I thought I, there's too many girls with L names. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was the other girl that they were talking about. What's well, that was Annie, the, thing? Was the one without gross? an L name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, was there was Annie and Lori. Lori, yeah. Lori. Yeah. yeah. And Lindsay and Linda. There were a lot of L's. Yeah. But like the second he said that, I was like. Who's Lindsay? And then, like, it cuts to the next scene, and she, like, says the girl's name. And I was like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I totally missed that. Yeah, That's no, terrifying. I, it caught me off guard. I was like, oh, that is weird. Fuck that. So, there's, Ito, man. There's he another, deserved it. Yeah, there's another super weird line in this movie, too, where when they find the dead dog, and the police officer, like, the the doctor's like, looks like he ate it. And the police officer's like, it was probably a skunk that did it. And I'm like... Yeah, since what? when do skunks eat dogs? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, I my favorite one was, and this act, I feel like I, I'm going to try and use this at some point. Uh, was he's talk the doctor's talking to the cop, and the cop's like, "Yeah, I got a feeling this is you know this you're off base here." He's like, "You've got the wrong feeling." But <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like that wasn't even a good line, but his delivery was just like that is so good. <laughs> I also thought it was great that the when the the when Annie and uh, Lori pull up to the hardware store where her dad's at and investigating oh, yeah. the crime, he's like, "Oh, it's just a bunch of kids." And she's like, "Well, how do you know that?" And he's like, "Oh, they stole a Halloween mask, a couple knives, and broke a window." <laughs> it's like, I think you should be worried about a Halloween mask and a bunch of knives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and the rope, like. Oh yeah, the rope. What makes you think those are children? That? Like what? children steal beer and candy. Like yeah. they don't steal knives. What kind of hardware store has Halloween masks? Yeah, good point. Good point. Why did she pull the car over? I don't know. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, yeah. look, it's my dad. Don't let him know we're smoking weed." Hey, 
Dad. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't get this out of my head. They were listening to Don't Fear the Reaper, which they should have really used in this movie. Like, once you've paid for that, use it in the movie. But as they're driving away, I'm just thinking, Don't smell the reaper. (laughs) How could he not? That's what I said, too. I was like, He's clearly going to smell it. And then when she's like, his face is always like that. And I was like, because you're probably always smoking pot and he can smell it. (laughs) Uh, Did it bother anyone else that like the three main girls looked way older than high school? Oh, my gosh. So Brett and I were talking about that. I don't know how old they were in this, but I, I feel like they probably weren't much, actually much older Probably they're probably like twenty one, twenty two, but they ha- looked older than like. There's the shot with her in class with other children, and she looks <laughs> yeah. like like when she's first introduced. Bryce and I thought she was the the mom of this I, kid. I was confused at first too because yeah. she's dressed like super professional, and then the, and she's got like these keys to this house for some yeah. reason. I don't exactly. yeah. really Jamie know. Jamie Lee why. Curtis was twenty years old. Yeah, so wow, she was like yeah. barely older than the age she was supposed to yeah. be. Yeah, I feel like people tend to have the same haircut like f- from early adulthood through like f- several years, and I feel like you know th- when we see people who are older than us, the haircut is what is like oh they look way older, and when you see <laughs> yeah. that haircut on a younger person, like an old person's haircut on a younger person, you're like oh that's like an older person. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she had mom hair for sure. I, I think fashion had a lot to do with it, too. Yeah. I was going to say, I like that you brought up that it was mom haircut, but it's like, it's 1978, and, you know, maybe it's a mom haircut now, but that was in yeah. for kids, for teenagers totally. then. Yeah, I think it's a, a lot to do with fashion and yeah. how it's different now. And, and I think she was supposed to be frumpier than the other girls was, like, the yeah. vibe I got, but... Yeah, I just instantly assumed she was the mom. Yeah. <laughs> they all seem pretty old. Mm-hmm. Throwing it down. With the totally. I mean, I guess that's what happens when you drink and smoke and party that much. Like, they're really not <laughs> sleeping. They're not eating well. Not taking care of their skin. Girl, you look rough for, <laughs> for 16 or whatever. Yeah, you well, look like you belong in Halloween. That's like when we went to the LCD sound system show. There was this girl, like, she was probably close to our age, but damn, she looked old. And she was, like, dropping acid and taking E, and, like, her hair was all falling out of her head. Ready to retire. Drugs will do that. Yep. So, you know, maybe that explains Specifically meth. Meth will do that. I don't think she was on meth, but... But that's what that's what makes people look like really older than they are, and, like, their teeth and hair fall out. And And their skin gets all wrinkly. Yeah. Rankly. But hey, there was some really cool cinematography oh, in yeah. this movie. Yeah. Like, the there was storytelling a through it was amazing. Totally. Yeah, there there's one moment where we were watching it and I was just like, Oh my god, that shot was awesome. Yeah. Like, oh, the yeah. one there's the one where the kid uh after he smushed his pumpkin. And it's like he's standing there watching him and then he walks and the camera follows him. He gets in the car. We get in the car. We see the kid still walking through the window of the car. He drives up next to the car and then like, you know, like idles next to him and then pulls away. And the whole time, like the shot is just seamless. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one. And the the one I, I, I shouted at was. 
as they were running across the street. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is running back to her house away from Michael Myers. Uh, and it was just like this, I don't know. Uh, it felt huge. This like mm-hmm. this big moment as they pat and the, the pillar of the house passes in front of the camera. And it's like every part of this, her whole run up, the whole, the whole where they stopped, everything perfectly framed. And mm-hmm. I, I, it's just a lot of long takes with a lot of blocking going on both blocking of camera and the actors mm-hmm. what about that shot where it's the two girls i think they're driving to their babysitting jobs and the sun is setting and shining almost directly into the camera in this like way more beautifully composed shot than the point of that scene deserved <laughs> yeah it was like, well, that's it was like a get... scene from this is us where the light is just like pouring into the lens and like putting her face in silhouette really dramatically, but they're mm-hmm. just driving to go to their babysitting job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's what you don't get as much on digital anymore is those really beautiful film flares yeah. that you would get. Uh, that's, that's a specific film look. And that's why, you know, people like J.J. Abrams have to put them in after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get them as much with digital. Yeah, yeah I thought I, the op- I'm sorry, the opening scene after the kid unmasked himself, where or they unmasked the kid and, and the the crane shot like just keeps going back further and further. Yeah. I was like, they did this with three thirty thousand dollar budget. Is that what you said? Yeah. 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 I was like, that seemed crazy. Yeah. What they did so well is they knew how to balance it all. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't go crazy with their shots. Like there was a lot of really beautifully simple and elegant shots to balance out the one or two crazy shots. Yeah, like like wa- watching it was like believably 30,000, but like Yeah. But like expert cinematography and directing. Like they knew what they wanted to accomplish. They brilliantly told it with visuals and not just with dialogue or like mm-hmm. hand holding and over explaining the story. Like I'm kind really of, impressed. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, uh, advice I've heard from other directors before that they did really well in this film is to like save your scenes with several shots for like the key scenes that you need that. And for the other ones, like try to do it in one or two, you know, one or two shots. And that's why like some, like a lot of those scenes, especially in the beginning are just one take shots that are just one really long shot that they otherwise would have had to do, you know, they could have done in multiple different shots and angles and whatever, but because they did it in one, I think that probably helps speed up the editing time. That's helps speed up the shooting time. You know, it costs less money. And then it also really built up the suspense. Like that's what I was hoping you were going to get to. Yeah, (laughs) totally. You know, it dragged out these long, slow, suspenseful shots. Cause not only is like, like not technically not a lot is happening in the shots. It's a guy standing there watching other people but because you're expecting him to do something and because the shot keeps going as a viewer, you're left there thinking like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Something needs to happen. Like, well, like and you and you know what he's going to do. Yeah. And like, I feel like we were, ta- you know, making jokes before about the uh, the <laughs> the movie for the Me Too movement. But it's like a guy standing across the street staring is like 
honestly not an unusual thing and that like in this context we know he's a murderer and so it's frightening but like you you know that could be any fucking dude yeah no totally (laughs) no dude i i i was at the the there's a dog park across the street from my house i was at the dog park once and i started walking home and this guy runs up to me and he's like, hey, how are you doing? How, what's going on? And, like, starts hitting uh, on me. And I was like, what the fuck? Who are you? Where did you come from? Like, that's not unusual. And then the, the like, how he, Michael Myers would, like, drive by and slow down and, like, scock at people. Yeah. That yeah. happens to us all the time when we take Spence out because we live on a busy street. And we'll go and, like, take him out to go to the bathroom at night. And I, I can tell you about, like, five times so far of people who, like, slow to a crawl and drive creepily past and then speed uh, up as they go away. You do have a very handsome dog. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> he does attract attention, yes, everywhere he goes. But a lot of those scenes in this movie were played in daylight, which mm-hmm. seemed yeah. unusual and was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just brazen. Just, I am standing across the street. I think darkness <laughs> in movies like this can be a crutch. Mm-hmm. And if you can make it that suspenseful in broad daylight, there's something there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. And also, what I think this film did really well that added to the suspense was their sound editing. Mm. Like, the timing of the music and when and where it came in and how often and how little they used it was just really brilliant. Like towards the end, when you knew what he was up to, they kind of would enter or add his theme in before you'd even see him. Mm -hmm. And that like in the beginning wouldn't have worked, but in the end it added so much more suspense. And the Vader breath. His yeah, like, yeah. <sighs> but like it was really creepy at the end when I was just like, oh, yeah. my God, I hear him. Where is he? Where is he? Yeah. yeah. But like that's exactly like what the director wanted you to feel, you know, mm-hmm. like he wanted you to feel like you were the doctor and Jamie Lee Curtis in the house. Like he could be anywhere. He could be behind me. He could be like, where is he? I, like phantom noises. Yeah. Everything sounds like him. Yeah. It's it really brilliant. Playing the audience like a f- fucking puppet (laughs) and i think that this movie established the rules for stuff like that like Mm -hmm. when you've got a music stinger to to accent something you know the idea of a slow walking monster can just suddenly disappear when he turns around a corner yeah i'm glad you guys brought up the music because as i was sitting down to watch this movie with bryce um, I was like, oh, have you ever seen this movie? It's directed by John Carpenter. And he was like, oh, John Carpenter. John Carpenter inspired Synthwave. And I was like, what? <laughs> so the soundtrack from this movie and from a lot of John Carpenter's movies actually inspired Synthwave, which if you don't know what that is, that's like 80s sounding music that's done now modernly. Um, so it's like a modern version of 80s synthy music. But that synth, you know, really inspired a lot of creators and inspired the music for Stranger Things. Well, so it's, yeah. it's like it's, it's a sound that is it's really easy to make synth music sound bad and fake. Yeah. And you know that he's using a synth uh, in this movie, but it's just like so well put together mm-hmm. that it's it doesn't it doesn't stand out from the film. It accented every scene, mm-hmm. but 
didn't call attention to itself. Well, I mean, we've seen the synth soundtrack go real wrong, like Lady mm-hmm. Hawk. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? that's, the, that's the exact polar opposite yeah. of this. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that was why it was important for them to get um, John Carpenter to to compose a couple of the songs for the new movie, too. The new Halloween. Oh, wow. Mm. Got to have that feeling. Like new songs? Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Wow. Very cool. Uh, I, cool. I really want to see the new one now. Yeah, I'm yeah. really curious. I, I'm, I think what shocked me the most about this film is how much it relied on, like, classical filmmaking and cinematography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it... It had a very, like, modern kind of story, like kind of a candy fluff murder story, but had all of the bones of, like, a classic Hollywood film, mm-hmm. which I I would love it if the new film had that same the, the feel. The tragic but... backstory and the, the – the, you were saying that during the, the drive-up scene to the mental hospital, and you're like, this has way more plot than I thought it did. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think it would have much plot at all. Like, I, mm. I also didn't know anything about it. I had zero knowledge of this film aside from, like, what he looked like with his mask and the knife. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, like, slasher films nowadays don't really have no. too much plot. Yeah, it's like they don't explain the backstory of the murderer. It's usually just like the kids and they're out doing stupid things. And then, oh, my God, there's a murderer here for no reason. Ah, mm-hmm. like, yeah. And that idea of driving up to the mental hospital in the storm and there's just patients walking the grounds. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's no. a yeah, that hell was of a horrifying. visual. <laughs> I was like, what kind of mental hospital is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say if you want a good like horror genre thing that does give a lot of backstory to the the killer, um Until Dawn is a very good horror mm-hmm. video game that uh has an amazing plot and it's it's very much a slasher video game, but it's like you like your choices make changes to who kills, like who dies in the game. And there's a lot of plot that goes on. So like the plot changes depending on who you Ooh. decide to kill. And yeah, it's, it's an interesting game if you like that sort of thing. You know, speaking of games, <laughs> did anybody else have this strong first person shooter vibe going on in the beginning? Oh <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah. I mean, clearly it was shot first person, but the way he picks up the weapon, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. the way he picked up the mask on the floor, it, it just really felt like it came right out of Wolfenstein. You just see the hand come out, grab the thing, pull back out of frame. Mm-hmm. It I really mean, felt yeah. like a first person shooter. Totally. But one I'm thing sure about that opening they... scene is that it, it really took me out of it because, like, obviously the cameraman is so much taller than a six year old kid. And like uh, you <laughs> see him standing above true. the stove. And I like, was thinking that. Yeah, yeah. Two feet taller than his sister and stuff. And it's just I mean, that that part hurt, like hurt, hurt the movie for me. I feel like yeah. that opening scene was the cheesiest worst scene of the movie because like her death scene was so ridiculous it was like it was like somebody trying to sound sexy while they die like oh yeah, oh, oh. yeah. it's like totally. come on oh, it was almost it was like that austin powers like Oh, yeah, like mm-hmm. you, I, I'm very well, badly know, burnt. <laughs> I think for the three women who died in this movie, Carpenter was not casting for acting skill. He was casting for a very specific <laughs> for other criteria. Boobs. 
unfortunately. That's, that's I just bit, watched the movie Knocked Up for the first time, and all I could think was like, boobs, boobs, what's the time code? Boobs. <laughs> Are you running some underground website, Ash, that we don't know about? No. That's like the- nipslips.com. <laughs> Have you seen Knocked Up? Oh, yeah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I'm like, you're describing the plot of the movie, but yeah. you're accusing me of doing the plot of the movie. <laughs> That's almost certainly a real thing. Oh, of course oh, it I'm is. sure. Don't Google it. You'll regret it. <laughs> or maybe you won't. I don't, I don't know. It's true. Maybe you might that's not. Your thing. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you're into that. That's my, that's my favorite meme is the that's my kink meme. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's God. always something like a horrible and weird and they're just like, Mm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if somebody's kink is boobs, that's that's, that's okay. That doesn't seem that weird. Boobs while dying. Well, boobs while okay. dying is weird. Yeah. <laughs> boobs yeah. while dying. I mean, that is Michael Myers' kink, right? I guess. Maybe, if we're gonna yeah. if we're gonna put that it, on with him. a little bit of incest. If we're gonna put that on him, I guess. So there's two other like. I don't think, no, this definitely didn't establish it, but two other, like, I don't know if you call them tropes or rules or or ingredients you need to throw into a movie like this. One is there's a classroom scene, and the thing that is being taught in that classroom is extremely relevant to the story that you're about to see unfold. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a thing you've got to do. Oh, I wasn't paying the attention. The other thing is, if they're watching something on TV, that is extremely relevant. But here, in a very strange way, a really yeah. interesting way, that they were watching the thing. But not John Carpenter's thing. Oh, it was the original his. version. Oh, the original. And he oh, made his okay. remake like three or four years later. Gotcha. So it's like he really digs this movie. Yeah. <laughs> or he was already in talks about it. Oh, or yeah, it might have been, was, like, his dream project that he was trying to get made. Or it was, like, th- that was the classic horror film of that day, you know? Yeah, it could be. I think there's a lot you could have chosen. Like, it's 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 very interesting that he was using a movie that he remade, like, three mm-hmm. or four years later. Uh, so, what what's the other thing? Oh, just the thing. Of the, see, yeah, the, I would say it, also the girl in a white shirt running and screaming because that ha- that mm. happens a lot in horror <laughs> films slasher films she was playing it really cool like really calmly like oh i spilled some butter i guess i'm gonna take Let off all of my naked. clothes yeah. yeah grab a random shirt wash my laundry in the, these people's appliances can we also talk about how she was like the worst person ever who seemed like she hated her friends like anytime she talked to them she was like yeah. all right bye you well, know. so the uh, the ADR attitude did not match the acting attitude. It looked like she was like having a good time, but she sounded like she hated them. Yeah, and so my totally. guess is the ADR sessions got a little long. <laughs> <laughs> but that scene, like before she spilled the butter on her clothes, and she's on the phone, and she's yeah. just got this dead stare straight ahead. That I was convinced that she saw somebody out of the house, outside of the house. Yeah. But that's not what she was playing in that scene. She was just standing there facing a window with this dead look in her eyes. <laughs> well, she was on the phone, right? She was like talking to somebody. So. Sure. But it was, I don't know. It was weird. It was like a plank of wood. 
Hmm. Maybe. Sam Sam gets me with that all the time, though. She's like, what are you looking at? I'm like, nothing. Yeah, I would believe <laughs> she's just spacied out. She's uh, thinking about how she's going to get laid. So yeah. And how distracted. she hates this, this yeah. uh, babysitting I was, job. I was like, poor Jamie Lee Curtis. She's over there thinking that literally all of her other friends are hanging out having an orgy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And while she's Without playing her. double duty on the babysitting, she, like, took over watching the neighbor's kids. Like, mm-hmm. Yep. Jamie Lee Curtis was amazing in this film. Oh, yeah. She did Sorry. a great job. She was she was so great compared to literally everybody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they, it seems like they spent their time, like, we have to cast this one role yeah. and then fill the rest of the movie with bodies. How do you think Paul felt the next day when, you know, he thought his girlfriend was coming over to have sex with him and then he wakes up, probably pissed off, and then wakes up and finds out that every, all of his friends are dead. Oh, oh, man, yeah. Oh, Paul's having a bad day. <laughs> I'm Sarah Koenig. Paul Johnson was expecting his girlfriend to come over for a hookup. Yeah. She didn't show up that night. Oh, my God. This season on Serial. <laughs> <laughs> was that Paul that was calling nonstop? Yes. Yeah. The other Paul pe- needs to fucking oh. just come over. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I get it now. I'm, I didn't I'm know sure who it was calling. They, yeah, they didn't say who was calling, but it probably was Paul. Like, what was her name? Annie? Allie? Annie. 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 Like, Why won't she pick up? <laughs> I just Were assumed you- it was Jodie Foster, like, calling, like, guys, can you come hang out with me? Jodie Foster? Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> yeah. One of them. Well, Jodie Foster wanted now to Now I've be got this idea in my head that Jodie Foster's character was in this movie. Yeah. Everybody was so mean to her, Nobody. she didn't even show up on screen. Yeah. <laughs> I would have liked to have gotten a little bit of more backstory uh, for Michael on, like, why the psychology of why he constantly wants to wear the mask. Like, I, I found mm. that interesting. Like, even to the point where mm. when she rips it off his head in, the, in his, their final fight, like, it stops him from killing her. Well, did you see his yeah. face was deformed? Well, it's because she stabbed him in the, in the eye with the, with the hook, with the, the hanger. I think I that's why know. it was his deformed. His face looked like... like more deformed than that there, there was know. something up and and i'd like to think mitch is right because if not there's no explanation for it you know unless what something means? happened in those 15 years in the mental hospital right yeah i mean who knows how often he's been murdering like i don't know i but yeah but it, i'm I, with I, you I, mitch like it seems like there's some meat on the bones that we didn't get Yes. You know, that that he has to have the mask. He's only done anything violent when the mask is on. Does he link that to Halloween? He sees all the other kids doing scary, scary things with masks. Yeah, yeah but then there's a the psychosis here that I want to get into. And I think a good doctor probably could have found some of that stuff. <laughs> Donald Pleasance. Yeah, I, f- I feel like the movie you're, you're talking about wanting to watch there is Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of the other side of that, where yeah. it, it was just like, I mean, would you really have wanted in this particular movie an extended scene where the doctor is like, his psychosis, he's reliving the trauma of that one murder from his childhood again and again by placing the mask on his face, never stabbing unmasked. Like, not necessarily, necessary? but there, there's some way to tell that story. 
And the Silence of the Lambs is about somebody trying to diagnose that person's psychosis and him being so smart he turns it around on her. Mm-hmm. That's sure. a fascinating story. I like the but, fact that we don't know. I mean, I think that makes him scarier, personally. Yeah. I, I, th- I think it's... And by the way, Mitch, I looked it up. You are correct. Uh, the His face being deformed by his left eye is supposed to be the injury. So it's just bad makeup. You are right. Yeah. yeah. But I, I like the fact that we don't we don't know why. Like, maybe it's like what Brett said. Like, he's, he's reliving that night. So he felt like he needed a mask. But. It definitely falls into that better unanswered category for me personally. Yeah. It's like how the alien is better if you don't understand it. You know, mm-hmm. the the alien from Alien, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I agree. I think they give you just enough information uh, to make you ask more questions and make you more interested. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, we've watched movies with way more plot, and I've been real fucking bored watching yeah. some of these <laughs> Not ever once during this movie was I bored or, like, counting the minutes down, like, oh, God, are these two hours almost over? Like, I mean, in comparison, we just saw um, A House with the Clock in Its Walls. Yeah, which and it was... felt like a four-hour movie. Yeah. <laughs> All of the it had the same like slow nothing's going on f- first half, but like it dragged. Yeah, and you know there was a lot more convoluted plot in that film but, to kind they of didn't, they didn't set expectations. Yeah, exactly. And like this movie was great, like you were saying, Ash, about like giving you just a little tidbit to be like, wait, what, what, what else? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So I have a funny story for you guys. Every okay. year, Bryce's boss for Halloween comes to work with a mask on. Oh, no. And, and just stands there and says nothing, just creepily, and just stands there. And every year, Bryce is like, I don't know what the deal is with this mask. <laughs> we sat down and watched this movie. He'd never seen it before. He was like, oh, it's the Michael Myers mask. <laughs> <laughs> he had no idea. And I'm like, oh, that's why she's not saying anything, I guess. Oh, that's amazing. Funny story kind of building on that. Brett and I went to Target the other day, and there was a girl wearing a unicorn mask doing the Michael Myers thing and just standing there. Standing at the end of of the aisle. But I think she was following us around. She was. She was following us. Just standing in the aisle as we would walk by. Yeah, not moving. And then like a couple aisles later, there she was again, just standing and watching us. Yeah. Wow. That's exciting. (laughs) Target Adventures. Mm -hmm. I know it's a a nitpick, but you talk about the, the, the... the strength of the butcher knife to impale someone and stick oh them to my the right. wall. Yeah. Mm. I know. Oh. Or that there's no blood. <laughs> like, I know. There's no blood, like, ever in he this movie. He slashed that girl's throat, and she wasn't bleeding profusely. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. If I had directed this film, there would have been buckets of blood. <laughs> Maybe he was just a very clean guy. A clean cut. Yeah. Like, that, well, like, sure. he, Michael Myers, he stabs the people. No, he's like a sushi chef, right? <laughs> he, yeah, he wants the people dead, but he doesn't really want to make a mess. Yeah. The house looks real nice, guys. Like, he doesn't want to mess it up. I mean, up. he does clean up after himself. He always moves the bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we saw him cleaning up. Yeah. There was a shot. <laughs> 
Guys, it's canon. Michael, Myer, Michael Myers is a clean freak. That's right. He's Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean. Oh, my <laughs> God. No. Uh. <laughs> so, you know, what else I loved about the big old knife? And, and I, I wonder if anybody else saw this, if I'm making it up. But, like, those opening credits where it pushes in on the jack-o'-lantern until it's framed in a way that it's the corner of the nose and the eye that look like Mike Myers' head and the butcher knife. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's intentional, but it was at that moment I'm like, okay, I think this could be really, really intelligent. Yeah, I mean, that was, like, on the poster, poster, too. Right? Yeah. But just that corner cropped down or the whole No, no, no. It was like, well, it was the pumpkin and the knife. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like so maybe that really was a thing. Pumpkin in the knife. Sounds like a song. <laughs> like what? Like Trogdor? Like, then the pumpkin comes in the knife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't smell the reef. <laughs> uh, Mitch, I think it's interesting you pointed out that... Uh, uh, Rob Zombie directed a remake of this because th- this is one of those things I've heard a million times, a song by White Zombie, I'm Your Boogeyman. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know the song, but it begins with the clip from this movie. He's going to get you. He's going to get you. He's going to get you. And I've heard that song a million times. And so I didn't realize he sampled that from that scene in this movie. Oh, wow. Mm. Another case of that dude has been obsessed with <laughs> X movie long before he got the opportunity to make his remake. Right, yeah. No, I didn't know that. Cool. It's like that uh, that No Doubt song. I can't remember the song, but they actually sample the Spanish version of the warning announcement outside oh, of yeah, one yeah, of the rides Disneyland. at Disneyland. Yeah, it's the yeah. Matterhorn yeah, okay. Mm-hmm, it's and no when doubt, I actually yeah. went to Disneyland and went on the Matterhorn, I'm like, what is happening right <laughs> yeah. now? It's the intro to this No Doubt song. So I really liked in the movie when, um, oh, now I keep wanting to call her Jodie Foster. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. That's my, Jamie, my Jamie favorite Lee. character in the movie is Jodie yeah. Foster's character. <laughs> when Jamie Lee Curtis starts, like, she fights back. I thought that was so cool. And she actually def- well, kind of defeats him twice. She super um, defeated him. Yeah. Fuck that doctor. Yeah, defeated him twice. And then I was totally yeah, bummed she, when the guy oh. came in and shot him. And, like, then it was all over. I was like, oh, uh, yeah. Way to but be she the- also constantly, like, would defeat him and then be like, I'm just going to leave the knife, like, right next I, to you. That drove me crazy. Oh, my God. That's why I thought that the end wasn't the end. Because yeah. multiple times in this movie, it's like, Okay, he's down. Right. We walk away, and that yeah, was just a third was... example of he's down. We walk away, and then okay, now no, no credits are rolling. What you know? There was only mm. one time, Nick, where the guy said, "Yeah, oh yeah," you and know. and yep. I think that's more than just a joke. I think there's something to that. Yeah, no, really, like like it's. Yeah. I think it's the whole movie. Like it's it's that. Uh, it's it's why I'm really curious to see the new one because yeah. I feel like that's what they're alluding to about the new movie is like this this original was written in the context that all of that shit is normalized you know uh, mm. w- women need to be saved you know Jamie Lee Curtis 
even though she's fucking stabbed him twice, uh, couldn't actually save herself. That's not believable. Well, you know, yeah. women are just too weak, so she couldn't, like, actually get the physical force to, like, stab it all the way. So she was yeah. just pricking him. But exactly. It's, when she, yeah. <laughs> no, not exactly. Totally joking. <laughs> Mina can't kill Dracula. Van Helsing has to show up. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, it, it definitely felt like these archetypes. Yeah. At least he fucking finally did something besides standing outside for uh, hours only yeah. to notice the car that was there before he even got there. Yep. Also, what's if- with that sheriff? Yeah. Like, why are you not taking any of this seriously? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, they're walking like, what, a couple blocks away, close enough to see the murderer's car from the house where they think he's going to be. And they don't fucking hear Jamie Lee Curtis screaming, <laughs> yeah. help. Totally. Like, are you kidding me? That that was a silent ass neighborhood. They could hear that like ten blocks away. She's or the screaming. car horn. The when car Anna horn. Dies. Yes. Yeah. None of that. Though I will say a really horrifying moment in this movie for me is when Jv Lee Curtis goes next door and like knocks on the door and oh she's like, "Help God. me," because that yeah. actually recently happened. I don't know if you heard oh, that no. news story. There was a woman in Texas who. They caught her on a ring cam. She was going around knocking on doors with handcuffs and, like, trying to get help. And no one would open the door for her. And the next day she was dead. Oh, my and God. Nobody because called the no- cops? Nobody did anything. They wouldn't I mean, open the door. Nothing. It's very Stephen King, this yeah. just the the town ignoring Mm-hmm. When this horrible thing is happening. Well, it's it's very much like human nature, right? Like, yeah. I mean, when when the Thomas fires happened here, it was so interesting to observe people who would just continue about their lives as if nothing had happened. Like mm-hmm. mothers walking, like the sky is full of toxic smoke and mothers are walking their babies in strollers without any sort of protection on their face for for breathing in the smoke and it it's just i think it's a weird human nature thing where we like to pretend like nothing's wrong so in a i took a psychology class and they actually like the the lesson that day my teacher said was i'm gonna teach you how to save your life and i was like what And he told the story of this famous, like, 1940s, 1950s murder of this woman. I think she was, I was in New York. Talk about that. Yeah, yeah, where she, you know, lived in an apartment building, all her neighbors, and there was a guy attacking her. And she was screaming for help. Several of her neighbors looked out their window. It wasn't just several. I think it was, like, 60 people. It, it was a mm. ton of people. They looked out the window, saw her getting attacked, Every single one of them thought somebody's calling the cops for sure by now. Mm. Not a single one did. And mm-hmm. the attack went on for like 35 to 45 minutes and she died. And wow. so yeah. my psychology teacher, he was saying, he's like, here's how you save your life. If you are in danger, you look the person in the eye and you, if you know them by name, call them by name and tell them you call the police. <laughs> And it is, it's a psychological thing. Like if you're like, I'm, I'm not responsible for this. Like somebody else's, I'm not the savior. Like, although mm-hmm. I think they're highlighting a different problem in this movie yeah. because she was doing that. She was like, you, I'm knocking on your door yeah. help me. And yeah. they were just like, nah, silly woman, <laughs> okay. you're not in trouble. So, so I had this situation 
neighbors have a baby, baby starts crying in the middle of the night, wakes me up, that sort of stuff happens. But I looked at my watch, and it was well over 15 minutes of the baby just screaming and nobody going in there to take care of the baby. And I'm, I'm just like, at what point do I assume that everybody in that house is decapacitated and I need to do something about this? <laughs> so me and, me and Sam watched Ryan and Kristen, well, our friend's kid one time, and yeah. uh, that we were attempting to stop it from crying and screaming, and it did not he. stop. <laughs> It wasn't it at the time. Uh, And this baby cried for uh, a couple hours straight, Hmm. screaming. Yeah, I mean, I was facing... You went in the room, though. Oh, we were actively trying to stop it, and it it would not be stopped. Yeah, Yeah, that's also a parenting technique, Nick, that, like, some parents... Yeah, Luna was saying that. Yeah. I guess, you know, but and also, like, had, had all of those people except the baby been like killed by a gas leak and I yeah. was the guy who didn't do anything, yeah. this could be that story. Yeah, but you could you could also easily be that dick who called the cops on the right. new parents. Like, so I'm like, what do I do? I don't know what to do. And you definitely don't want to anger your neighbors again. No. <laughs> Wait, you angered them before? Well, well I, I asked them not to park their car in the driveway, oh. blocking my way to the garage, and that was an extremely offensive thing to do. I oh. really hope they listen Those to guys. this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's likely. Uh, but yeah, it is It is a weird thing, though. Uh, th- like, I've seen there's this, been this common, like, internet. This is getting real, real, like. Yeah, this is getting weird. Real, real. Uh, but uh, I, I saw this this thing going around that was just like hey whatever you do never call the cops like it, it, the cops are the last resort what yeah and it was this thing where it was just like because like if you don't know who you're calling the cops on like even simple things frequently end up with people being killed and so it's like if you're calling the cops prepare for someone to die what yeah no. that's God. It, that's dark I, Actually, I think it's like a, a minority thing. It seriously, That's, uh, it was it, in that context. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it, okay. It is something to take seriously, but I mean, I've never just like called for disturbances. You know, like I've called the cops. Like a guy ran into a stoplight and knocked it down. Like or that time we were like rear windowing and saw our yeah. our our neighbor uh, getting beat up by his wife. Yeah, oh, it God. was the craziest thing. She was kicking the. He shit was out on of the him. ground. She was like kicking him and punching him. They were like rolling Aww. around. It was the weirdest thing. And call the cops and they <laughs> knock on the door and it all stopped and it never happened again. Wow. But we should probably reel this whole thing back in. <laughs> all right. It went into friend zone. Sorry. So why don't we bring it on home and uh, get our, our final feelings on this. I'll I'll go ahead and start. I think I might be in the minority where I don't think this was a bad movie. Certainly not. I think there's a lot of great stuff. Um, but for me, a lot of it felt kind of flat. And it was um, unexciting <laughs> for, for most of the movie. But I like seeing the thing that most likely built the foundation for a lot of other things. 
I feel like watching Nightmare on Elm Street, I see them doing taking a lot from this movie in Nightmare on Elm Street. And, you know, I think doing it in ways that felt faster paced and more engaging. Um, but, yeah, I wasn't my favorite movie, but I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Sam, were you super scared? No, but I'm I'm shocked. I fucking loved this movie. Yeah? Yeah. I was kind of a little anxious about watching it. I was a little worried, but I loved it. I think out of all of the like classic horror films that I've seen, which isn't many, this is definitely my favorite by far. Like really enjoyed the crap out of this. I was shocked at how sophisticated it was. And I really loved how they manipulated the audience and how just masterfully they visually told this story like i super impressed i i never thought i'd be saying these things about <laughs> halloween but yeah i loved it i was entertained the whole time and i will make it a yearly tradition probably so nice. uh, there was one thing i forgot to say like it is kind of appropriate that this movie is called halloween because it felt like generic horror movie Mm. Yeah, and, and it's interesting that this name was taken by another movie much later down the line. But this movie could have very easily been called "Scary Movie" because <laughs> <laughs> it was just like the most base level, you know, of, of horror movie. There was a quote in that article I was reading where it, it, John Carpenter was just like, "I was shocked that in seventy years of filmmaking, at that point, that." That mo- that title hadn't been taken. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Ash, it seems like you probably agreed with Sam. Yeah, I really liked it. I I was uh, enjoying it every minute of it, except for that really cheesy beginning. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, there's some things that don't quite hold up, but um, I think overall, I was blown away by the cinematography and the storytelling. Um, I thought it was really good, and I loved the the suspense it built throughout the whole piece. What do you think, Brett? I got a few thoughts about this. <laughs> um, first of all, I remember hearing a thing about uh, it's, it's a weird tie-in, but Toy Story, uh, and. Th- Using the technology of the time to its maximum like mm. extent and and, and and getting what you can out of what you have. And I think one of the things that old old movies are, are you know, there there are golden examples, but I think a, there's a lot of really bad old movies. And it, and it revolves around, even if it's got a great story, bad acting. And mm. in this movie, they leaned on Jamie Lee Curtis... And they made the bad guy not fucking say anything. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And so they had one really good actress and a guy who didn't really need to act too much. And they got the fucking mileage out of it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, man, it was, it was, uh, I, I said it already, it, but it was subverting my expectations because I'm so used to seeing movies that are riffing on those expectations or or, or trying to subvert them themselves. And that's becoming played out. And I, it makes me wonder 
if there might be, uh, I don't have a name for it yet because I've been thinking for about it for a few minutes, but I'm going to call it uh, genre completion, uh, where y- mm. you you start with the concept, you improve it over time, then you riff on it. Uh, and then the thing that is subverting the current theme is the original content. Where else do we go from there? And yeah. we might find out, I guess, in the new Halloween movie. But uh, this might be a wrap on fucking slashers, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just repeat that pattern. Yeah. Yeah. But we, but that's the thing. We might be repeating it. There might not be new content. Or not new ideas. There might there's new content, obviously, but there might not be new ideas, and that's a really bold statement to make. Uh, but just the well, what I felt tonight was just uh, like shock. Like I was watching a modern masterpiece of you know as as masterpiece as horror movies can ever be, uh, which is weird because it's a movie from 1978. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't the argument that there are no new ideas and that everybody's just telling the same story, but in a new rapper, you know Maybe, what I mean? Maybe, but I, this was one of the stories that everyone retells, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think, Mitch? You got anything as profound as that? I don't think I have anything as profound as that, but I, I would say that I probably <laughs> do uh, agree with you the most, Nick, because, uh, yeah, the movie just... It, it does fall flat for me. I think I was more impressed with the cinematography and, and the camera shot, camera work through more than anything else. Um, I, I didn't find myself just really interested in, in what was going to happen in the movie at all. And this was a repeat viewing for you? Yeah, like I said, I think I watched it. The last time I watched it was when the, the Rob Zombie version came out. So I watched this one to get prepared for that one. And then... Yeah. It, and I mean, I I definitely noticed the camera work more this time around. Just keeping an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. Was how was the Rob Zombie one? I mean, it's it's, and I think that you you hit on it earlier with uh, the idea that when they make horror movies now, you have to have a killing every ten minutes. You have to it has to be a lot faster. You can't you can't uh, slow play the the suspense, which uh, is one of the things that I think it. it I guess I've trained myself now because of the, of those kind of things that this movie seemed so slow to me, mm-hmm. even though that's what I wa- I was excited about. I was excited about the fact that it was going to try and build up that suspense and suspense. And I mean, you can do that. I'm not saying you can't like, like the film. Oh yeah. Uh, Sam brought up earlier. There will be blood is just one long suspenseful hour and a half until that last scene. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just that the trend, it's, it's interesting to see. I feel like slasher films nowadays have taken the John Carpenter thing and like twisted it and like blown it out of proportion in the wrong ways. Like, let's not give backstory to the killer. Let's have like teenage girls that have nothing going on in their brains and like they just run and scream. They don't actually like fight back and like, you know, like it's, it's been, warped i guess in a weird way <laughs> like that geico commercial did you talk yeah about that? i didn't yet so this whole time <laughs> watching this movie uh i keep thinking of this geico commercial that we keep seeing at the movie theater 
where there's all these teens like in the woods and there's being chased by a murderer and they're like, why don't we just hop in the running car? And they're like, no, let's go hide behind the chainsaw. <laughs> and like the punchline is like, don't make a bad decision like you're in a horror film. And yeah. the whole time Jamie Lee Curtis is like leaving the knife by the killer. Like mm-hmm. she walks over him and doesn't make sure that he's dead. I'm like, ah! I was like double tap. Yeah, I did that too. (laughs) Like I tell my boys, always put one in the brain. Uh But Mitch, I'm curious, like, do you think that you feel differently watching it now than you did a few years ago before the Rob Zombie one came out? Uh, You feel like your tastes have changed or did you feel similarly back then? I don't think it's so much that. I mean, I don't feel the same as I did back then. I, I know that when I watched it back then, I had absolutely no interest in it. This time I had a little bit more, but that's because I've, I think I've come to appreciate movies a lot more as I've gotten older. Gotcha. I've got another, another question about that, I guess for both Mitch and Nick, which is, I realized while watching this, um, all of my Halloween memories were from H2O. So this was essentially a first viewing for me. And it seems like all of us first viewers enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 Well, except for Nick. Didn't Nick Was this your Nick, first view, Nick? No, Nick, you'd seen yes, it, Yeah, this is my right? first viewing. Okay. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Never mind then. You're just broken. I don't know what and, to and, and I yeah. didn't, like, overtly dislike it, but I don't know. I just didn't think it was that great. Wow. Huh. I thought it, it was, was also, pretty phenomenal. Like, we, me and Ash, and, and maybe me a little more than Ash, have watched a lot of slasher movies. And this was really good for that genre. Yeah, yeah, for this genre, this is the peak for sure. Yeah, maybe it just has to do with expectations, too. Like, I mean, I was expecting, like, a straight-up, like, gory slasher, like, no substance at all. There's and, no hostile and, eye cheese blowtorch thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, cheese. Uh, I don't know what that means, and I don't want to. <laughs> but... So Someday I'm wondering- we'll sit down and you'll watch Hostel and you'll understand. No, 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 no thank you. I'm good. But, uh, but I'm wondering if that has something to do with it, too. Do you feel like, Nick and Mitch, that you had kind of high expectations going into it? I don't feel like I had any expectations. Okay. I, don't I think, like how huh. Sam's trying enough. to find a reason, like, like <laughs> why why don't you like this? No, I mean, it's just, there must be something wrong with the way you I'm saw just, this movie. It's, it's a curiosity no. because no, we're, I'm just we're, teasing we're you. so opposed on opinions here, but not like in a... In a... Yeah. But but yeah. I don't think Mitch or I are coming out swinging against it. No. Like, it's yeah, exactly. not a bad movie. It just... I don't exactly. know. It like, I feel like, like we it, saw it lacked a, lot a, in a this. specific spark. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's why I'm asking so many questions. Is like there wasn't something that you specifically came out and said that you didn't like. You're just kind of like, eh. So I want to know. Yeah, we like, don't, we don't yeah. usually go this deep into like why are we disagreeing on this. Uh, but I feel like just, I, I really, really enjoyed this movie. So I was, I'm like super curious as to what was like not not, not working. Yeah, I think the last like slasher films that I really enjoyed would have been like the scream movies. So I guess that's the bar mm. for me. And like, I just felt like even though scream obviously in that first movie takes a lot from this movie it takes from Halloween and they, they even reference back to it many times in, during the movie. Cause it's, it's all meta like that. So I don't know. I just feel like there's uh, a, the part in there where I, I was expecting something like that. I was expecting 
I don't know if I was expecting a twist. I was expecting some kind of like resolution at the end with Michael. Uh, I know it doesn't come until the second movie of Halloween. It's so Halloween 2 where they do the whole like uh, Laurie and Michael are related. But that's not a thing that they're going to do in the new set of movies. So. Spoilers. I'm Jeez. sorry. <laughs> I, I've yeah. never seen the Scream movies, so oh, really? maybe maybe it's good that I haven't because that might mean that this is more enjoyable. Well, I feel yeah. like that might tie into my like genre completion thing. Yeah, like, Scream is like at the beginning of like the meta commentary on horror movies. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. The whole point of Scream is to be the postmodern horror movie. So, like jumping in at a different point because I was I I feel like. I really got into it at the end of the postmodern stuff. And a lot of the stuff we watched when I was younger, I was like, this is a terrible movie, but it was because I jumped in so late. Uh, and so I wonder if, if that ties in, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> just hypothesizing. So Mitch, where are we going to find you? Where are we going to find geek elite radio? What, what's our best uh, route to get there? So you can, uh, you can find me on Twitter. It's the best place to do it. I'm, at Mitchipedia, G-E-R. G-E-R stands for Geek Elite Radio. Uh, if you want to follow Geek Elite Radio, it's at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter and at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram and then Geek Elite Radio on Facebook. Like We, we do most of the chit-chat on, on Facebook. Like Our community there usually interacts with us mo- uh, best there. But uh, we also have a website, which is geekeliteradio.com, and we put out four to five podcasts a week. So... You can give us an idea of of what sort of things I I saw some uh, comic book hypothesizing sort of (laughs) topics some some coverage of cons. Like what, what are the stuff we should look for? Yeah. Every, like every Wednesday night, um, myself and and, uh, another co-host, we have a podcast called imagine if where we either, we, we sit there and we talk about a story that's very relevant to what's going on in either the movies, TV shows or uh, comic books of right now and where that story came from in the past comic books or we we take um we take an idea like uh that usually comic book either marvel or dc has a big crossover event and we say what what would that look like in the uh, the other company so if you uh, if you remember civil war like in marvel uh you say you know this is who's your captain america who's your iron man in dc and why would they fight each other kind of thing so that oh, isn't that Batman versus good. Superman. I mean, you, yeah, you can go that way, but we, you know, we try to not go with the the more obvious one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thursday nights is, is usually a movie podcast that myself and another co-host do. That's the Mitch and Rich show that you talked about earlier. Uh, he is in film school at, at currently, so we I usually come at him asking him what he thought of certain movies and how he looks at it differently now as as to before he started film class. Uh, Sunday nights is our Geeks Watch show, and we go from show to show uh, on that one, kind of like an after show. So it started off as a uh, Game of Thrones after show, but then Game of Thrones wasn't on, so on the off season it became Westworld or Stranger Things or Black Mirror, just basically anything that's super popular at the moment. <laughs> Excellent. And then Tuesdays is is uh, a comic book or is the um, podcast that's all about the different TV shows that are currently going that have to came from a or, or adapted from comic books. So your Arrows, Flash, Gifted, uh, Runaways, 
Daredevil, all that stuff. So basically your life is podcast, sleep, and eat. <laughs> too much podcasting. That is so much. I'm very impressed. Yeah, yeah that, very, it's, so it's does, impressive. Does that mean that this is your second podcast of the day? To, uh, well, I mean, it'd be the second one that's going up today. Or Copy. So you don't necessarily record them on Tuesday. Right, exactly. Well, yeah. All right. I try, I try I and schedule f- it all for the weekends <laughs> when gotcha. I'm not working. I was going to say, I feel really bad if we just made you spend like six hours recording podcasts <laughs> no no I, I love it i love talking to other people that have an interest you know in movies and stuff like that so i and I, i'm super happy to be on your guys's podcast well, yeah, i love to have you on yeah, yeah you're an awesome guest and you have a lot of great insight <laughs> we're glad have, you're here <laughs> have you have you done a show about cloak and dagger yeah the the um televised heroic show the one that's on tuesdays that's that's that included cloak and dagger over the weekend or over the so summer. What do you think? I was not impressed with it. I thought that the the guy who plays Cloak uh, was not great. <laughs> yeah. um, other than that, like I loved the the setting and I liked uh, the idea that they were playing with the the supernatural as as well as powers. So it was like combining mutant powers and witchcraft together, or in that case, voodoo. Yeah. Oh, I thought she was gonna. I thought Ash was gonna start it up again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> missed opportunity. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I wasn't too impressed with uh, Cloak and Dagger. Did you Did you get a chance to watch Nick? Yeah, I'm. I'm just. It's a weird one. I'm having a hard time forming an opinion. Yeah, you know, it's got such an unusual tone to it. Very much so. That it's. It's. I certainly wouldn't say it's bad, but I don't know if I love it. It's. I don't know. It's weird. And I just think that the amount of comic book TV shows that are out there right now is is so yeah. vast and there's still more coming that it's, I don't know if I could, if we're going to be able to talk about all of them on our podcast yeah. anymore. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, I guess there's one less, uh, now with, uh, Iron Fist yeah. being dead. Yeah. They compound sand on that show. <laughs> I'm just done. <laughs> just I would say done. I enjoyed the second season a lot more than I enjoyed the second, first season, but I understand why they canceled it. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like that is the exact take of literally everyone. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it got better, but yeah, it should go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to make an Iron Fist show, make an Iron Fist show. If you want to make a show about Ward, like, fuck, that guy, that guy is so boring. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And it seemed like they were more interested in making a show about that dude. Like, the, yeah. 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 But we could we could join into that conversation on on your other shows. Yes, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, you, gotta, you gotta have us on because Nick's got a lot of shit to say. <laughs> I got some opinions. I would love it. Cool. I would love it. Awesome, yeah. Well, thanks for joining us on this episode. Good, good talking to you, Mitch. Always great to see you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, if you like this show, it's part of the Last Ash TV network of content. It's this show, uh, drinking show, video game parodies, uh, and a lot of other fun stuff. Oh, and also a new YouTube channel where these oh, yeah. podcasts also go. But I put a cool visualizer on it. So if, With you, if our you like, faces. If you like watching things instead of just listening to them, you can do our show there. <laughs> and it's Let's Rewatch on youtube yeah and if you're having trouble finding it because youtube i have tried searching for the channel name and it, it's really it's hard crazy. to find you gotta but um if you go to the laugh tv youtube channel and that's youtube.com slash laugh tv you'll see it right there on the right 
There's a column that says other cool cats. And at the top, there's a link to Let's Rewatch. Or if you scroll down, I also have a shared playlist there so you can get access to all of the videos there as well. You think that searching for a phrase on YouTube would give you the results of the thing where that phrase is the exact title. Well, yeah. But I guess that's problem, not how it works. Yeah. Well, part of the problem is... Uh, a couple like months or year or so ago, YouTube changed it so channels under a certain amount of subscribers don't have unique URLs anymore. Uh, nope. yeah, so technically, your channel name isn't Let's Rewatch. <laughs> it's like a string of numbers and letters that are just gibberish, and yeah, so that's annoying. why uh-huh. it's Thanks, hard buddy. to find. If yeah. you Google it, it shows up. Okay. So, <laughs> if use, you Google it, the they Google. will come. Um. But yeah, and you can also follow us on Twitter. We're at TV on Twitter, or you can follow this podcast specifically. We're at Let's Rewatch, where I post fun stuff like the poll where you guys chose the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good job. That's where I found you guys on Twitter. Yeah. Mitch, Mitch connected with us there. There's I feel like cool... Mitch is like our social like team leader manager. Oh yeah, Mitch is very active on the Facebook account, which is our Let's like Rewatch podcast group honorary on Facebook. Member mm-hmm. Yeah, the show anyway. Like you're you're super active and like uh, I don't know a good conversation. Your Twitter yeah. your Twitter is hot fire. Like it's it's a good time out there. <laughs> yeah, you're always proposing awesome questions on the Facebook page that make me remember really awful movies <laughs> in my childhood that I had killed in my memory. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you liked this podcast, please give us a positive review on iTunes or Google Play. We're also on Spotify now. Yeah, Spotify and uh, fuck yeah, dude! Back in the five star zone on Aww. iTunes. <gasps> yeah, really? we, we got we're up in the four and a halfs again, which is woot kind woot. of as good as you can aspire to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Law of yeah, percentages. We, we accidentally made some very liberal comments and made a Republican person. Don't do it again. Okay, <laughs> Brett, cut this out. I'm cut this out. Click on a one star with my rage. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there goes there goes Brett, the rage. Brett, Brett only stars. Uh, okay, cut it. End the podcast now. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess that's me. <laughs> So thanks for joining us, and uh, make sure your podcast feeds are up to date and tell all your friends, or just search for the show on YouTube. We'll be back for another episode of Let's Rewatch in another two weeks. (laughs) Yeah, next time we're going to watch another classic slasher movie, Chopping Mall. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.